Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Travel Safely with Brian Mulligan. Travel Safely is presented by Applied Information, creator of the Travel Safely smartphone app. Welcome everyone to Travel Safely, the business talk show bringing you the latest in innovation from transportation, technology and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Brian Mulligan, coming to you from the Subaru Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett County. The show is sponsored by Applied Information, a technology company here in Gwinnett, focused on using technology to save lives and improve the traffic. Our guest today is Kerry Armstrong from Popenland Real Estate, chairman of the Atlanta Regional Commission and chairman of the board of the North Fulton Community Improvement District. So welcome, Kerry. Thank you. Glad to be here. Our topic of the day, what some of the issues facing large and growing metropolitan areas like the Atlanta region. Not only what are the issues, but what can we do as citizens to help make living in our communities better. So uh, with that, let's start off with the Kerry Armstrong story. Tell us about how you came to Georgia from the Midwest and how you made your Georgia connections. Well, it's, uh, it's not a terribly fascinating story. Uh, the bottom line is I married a Southern woman, and that pretty much <laughs> that took care of that. that huh? Pretty much baked <laughs> the cake. I was born and raised in, in, in Indiana, went to school there, went to Purdue University, and then worked in Illinois for a while, but I was traveling and got set up on a blind date and fell in love. So it was just a matter of time and moved down here in 1988. Okay. And got into the uh, real estate business uh, from the start, and that's uh, that's what got me here, and how I ended up doing what I do. Well, uh, talking about doing what you do, uh, the Atlanta region is known for its booming real estate. Talk to us a little bit about Pope and Land and what you do there, and how you guys change this urban landscape into the Atlanta we see today. Bearing in mind that 20 years or 25 years ago, when I came here, there was nobody here, and so you've clearly built the whole place out since then. Well, it was all your fault. Everybody <laughs> followed you. Uh, uh, Pope and Land is a great company. It's a private company, a development and investment company in commercial real estate. It's 41 years old as of last week. Uh, and has uh, worked really in markets um, years ago and all, all over the world, but primarily in the last two decades in the southeast and in Atlanta. Um, the, the easiest way to describe our company is that we um, try to create overall mixed-use properties that work well in their situations, in their environments and localities. Uh, typically, we'll bring in partners to do uh, um, things like retail and multifamily and and um, hotels, things like that, and we'll go vertical with office development. But it's not unusual for us to go ahead and take the entire site, plan it, figure out the engineering, what needs to be where, uh, rezone it if necessary, work our way through all of those things so we ultimately create a valuable asset. Uh, so it tends to be pretty multidisciplinary because we are a private company. We have a lot of flexibility. Our funding is all from a group of investors uh, who invest with us and have for some of them for the entire lifespan of the company. Uh, so it gives us a lot of flexibility and freedom, which in today's world um, is very helpful uh, to have that flexibility because the world's changing fast and we have to always be nimble with what our plans are. Yeah, we 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 see that you guys are busy with a really exciting uh, development here in Atlanta called the Summit Summit Place. Yeah, uh, North, uh, Northwind North Summit. Sum yeah. Northwind Summit, which uh, is actually the last piece of a much larger development called Northwinds, which was over 200 acres, that we uh, began 
20 years ago and developed uh, to a point and we're, and we're now to the last 24-acre site uh, in the project in Alpharetta. Oh, that, that's exciting. But let's just talk a little bit about this broader Atlanta region and the other hat. We're going to we're going to talk about all your hats in turn. Sure. Uh, and the other hat is the uh, Atlanta Regional Commission. Yes. And uh, you've been chair for a number of years. I have. And uh, so talk to us about it, the Atlanta Regional Commission. What is it, the ARC? What, what do you actually do? Yeah, well, that's a, that is a kind of a complicated picture, at least a, a little bit hard to describe. At its core, it is the regional planning agency for the 10 core counties in Metro Atlanta. Uh, and a regional commission is a state statute created entity. Every county in the state is in a regional commission. Uh, ours happens to be uh, in the, the Metro Atlanta area. but a lot, And that has to do with land planning, long-range planning, land use, and things like that. Uh, along uh, with that, though, we are also the metro planning, Metropolitan Planning Organization for the 20 counties in the metro area. That's a federal designation. So all federal money which comes uh, into the state uh, for you know roads, highways, bridges, and all of that needs to be in our plan, which we develop collaboratively with GDOT and all the local communities. Um, and there are several other disciplines uh, involved in ARC. But uh, the simplest way to describe it, it, it is that it is the uh, long-range planning agency for the metropolitan area. Are you, are you finding some challenges in long-range? Oh, range? yeah. I can imagine planning in a process where the world is subject to such rapid change. Yes. Must be a, a real challenge because, you know, you know no, no sooner produce a plan and then the ink's not even dry and uh, the world's just changed again. Yeah, it, that's a, a constant uh, battle, and um, and and it is it is evolving and accelerating. Um, you years ago, you could estimate uh, population growth based on trends and a myriad of factors, uh, which is one of our responsibilities: is to each year project uh, the growth of the population. And then you can begin to build transportation plans around how many people are going to be here, how many, where they're going to live, uh, all of those things, and do some simple math. You know, okay, yeah. everybody, you're going to have two cars per so many people, so that means we're going to need this much more road capacity and all of that. You know, Gwinnett County in particular, and certainly uh, the metro region, has had a history of prolonged growth, and uh, we're going to add... Well, between now and 2050, our projections are that we'll uh, add the equivalent of Metro Denver to our population. Wow. And, uh, and how do you deal with that? And you can't just continue to add more lanes to highways and, and more highways. Uh, so we have to uh, stay in touch with what you do, and, and that is to monitor the changes in technology in, in the transportation realm along with all the other uh, means of mobility like transit and public transportation and Uber and Lyft and all those things. So it's very hard to have an unfoggy crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm we, sure I can, I can see that because, I mean, there are two factors. One is the technology driving pace of change. I mean, Uber and Lyft just sprang on the world sure. in a heartbeat. In, yeah, I mean, you guys look at a 25-year planning horizon or 
Yeah, or and, they, like that. and they just appeared. And they just appeared, and then yeah. everybody said, "Oh well, everybody's not going to have private vehicles. Everybody's going to drive, you know, Uber and Lyft." And only to find that Uber and Lyft put more cars on the road. Exactly. Not less cars, and and no sooner you're getting your your arms around that, when suddenly the scooters appear. I mean, where did they appear from? And suddenly right. they fell out of the sky, and they're just scooters everywhere. Right, literally fell out of the sky, <laughs> and you can see them all over the place. Yeah, it's an amazing uh, transition, and all of those factors play into how we plan and how communities plan uh, for the use of their land and the interconnectedness of things. Uh, and um, that's one of the things that I'm proudest of with the Atlanta Regional Commission is that we bring a lot of viewpoints together. We don't just talk about land use planning. We do that in the context of, of several other things like transportation. Uh, like water, we manage uh, the the uh, activities for the Metro North Georgia Water Planning District, so we have to understand the water demands yeah. and limitations uh, going forward. Most people are surprised to learn the Atlanta Regional Commission uh, is the area agency on aging. That's the federal designation for the 15 counties. So programs for uh, an aging population, everything from Meals on Wheels to senior services, uh, are managed uh, through uh, ARC, uh, at least the funding for that all is. And it's important to be able to cross the boundaries, to be able to understand not just transportation, but transportation in a world where your your demographics are changing in terms of age, sure. uh, Where in a world where the use of vehicles and their needs for vehicles are changing. And we can have those conversations together rather than just separate conversations because it, ultimately it all gets woven together into a better community. I can, I can imagine even with millennials, you know, choosing to live in, in, in where they work and uh, right. not, not have not own personal cars. I've got a daughter who moved to Glasgow so that she never had to learn how to drive right. because the right. idea of being in Atlanta and having to drive was uh, not something she chose to do. Yeah, the the lifestyle choices are changing. Um, uh, folks' opinions uh, about home ownership is changing. Uh, vehicle ownership is changing. Uh, there's just a um, so many more components to how our our friends and neighbors plan to live their lives and wish to live their lives, and and we have to try to stay. Um, a pace with that so that we're 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 planning uh and helping the community deliver the world that it wants to live in thanks carrie after the break we'll talk about transportation the cid and uh, sure. how you balance the private sector and the public sector so with that uh, let's go to 30 seconds with sarah this is your news in 30 seconds with sarah the American Public Transportation Association has published a new report that shows public transportation is on the rise for the first time in four years. People took 2.5 billion trips during the second quarter of 2019, which is 11 million more than the previous quarter. Various cities have had dramatic or marginal increases, such as the Florida SunRail system, which saw an 84.5% increase, versus the New York City subway system, which saw an uptick of only 2.5%. It remains to be seen if this is just an anomaly or if ridership trends will continue to improve. Back to you, Brian. In case you're just joining us, this is Travel Safely with Brian Mulligan. How to save lives, improve traffic, 
uh, using technology in transportation, entrepreneurship, and so forth. Our guest today is Kerry Armstrong, Chairman of the Land Regional Commission and uh, the wearer of many hats. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about uh, one of the other hats that, that you wear, which is uh, the North Fulton CID. Now, CIDs, Community Improvement Districts, are an interesting concept in private sector taxation. W what's all that about? Well, it's uh, uh, really a, a terrific tool in the bag uh, that our, our communities have. Uh, briefly, a community improve improvement district is a defined district. It has boundaries. Under Georgia law, it has to reside within the same county. You can't have one community improvement district that crosses county lines. And the notion is that, that all of the commercial property, just the commercial property within that mm. boundary, uh, elects a board of directors, and it has the ability to in voluntarily increase its property taxes. Now think about that for a second. Interesting concept. Voluntarily increase its property taxes and use those funds uh, uh, under their own control but within a within a, a well-defined set of parameters on how they can be used um, community improvements so what it enables uh, communities with um, with community improvement districts in place to do is have funds available uh, that can either accelerate projects or start projects or uh, um, uh, take control or, or, or champion certain projects. A lot of times uh, a community improvement district, if there's a road improvement needed, uh, an intersection improvement, the community improvement district can go ahead and pay for the plans uh, to be done and be ready to go so that when the community has the funds available in its budget or state or federal funds are available, the local match is in place and it's ready to go. Uh, you've heard hmm. the phrase over the years, shovel ready. Yeah. That often means that the plans are ready and the permits are in place. We're just waiting on the funding. And uh, so that enables, uh, it's kind of a turbocharger for communities to get improvements done that would not otherwise be possible uh, were it not for this increment of money. So, so in fact, it's sort of almost like the private sector filling a gap. That's exactly what it is. Between, yeah. between the public sector and the private sector to facilitate every, everything just moving a little bit quicker. Is this quite common in Georgia? Or there it is. It is. Uh, the first community improvement district, I believe, is around 25 years old. Uh, the North Fulton community improvement district is now, gosh, 15 or 16 years old. Um, when uh, we had the downturn, uh, the recession several years ago, and communities were uh, strapped for sources of funds and real estate taxes were dropping and all of those things, uh, there was a bit of a proliferation of community improvement okay. districts. And now uh, in Georgia, there are uh, more than 25 community improvement districts created. Uh, and uh, they're doing great work. Uh, as long as they're, they're disciplined and focused and they, they focus on the things that truly need to be done and where they can make a difference, uh, it really it does make a difference. It makes a project possible that wouldn't be otherwise. That that leads into quite a, in a, an interesting point about the these hats that you wear. You're a commercial real estate guy, but also somewhat of a citizen politician, as I, I would yeah. like to like to think. We'll take the politician part out, and I'll I'll accept that. <laughs> so. But the but the interesting thing is how do you balance the 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 divergent pulls of private sector career and and, and interest? With uh, with public service, well, 
you know, when you when you fly at a higher altitude and look at the bigger picture, um, all of those disciplines come together. Uh, you know, yes, my primary occupation is commercial real estate, uh, but myself and my colleagues at Pope and Land understand that the value of our investments is only as good as the quality of the communities where they're located. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, if if uh, we invest in a high-rise office building but nobody can get to it, it's not helping us any. Yeah. Uh, and so we have always had a, a, a bend for uh, paying attention and being at the table so that that, that voice is part of the discussion. Uh, and so when you think about it, if ARC has to do with uh, land use, with transportation, with water resources, with aging population, uh, it actually is involved in workforce development for part of the communities, um, why wouldn't a real estate investor want to have a seat at that table so they could at least be part of the conversation and understand what's going on? Uh, in the North Fulton Community Improvement District, uh, we've always had a significant number of investments within that district. So why wouldn't one we why wouldn't we want to be a part of that? Hmm. Since uh, we're funding some of it with a voluntary in- increase in our property taxes, <laughs> uh, and and it actually over the years has given me ways to connect the dots. Um, I'm involved in a variety of conversations. And I'm, I'm uniquely positioned to combine those conversations uh, and take a, uh, to borrow a phrase, take a mob of distractions and turn them into an army of insights so mm-hmm. that, that you kind of see a different view of the world and how we can get there. So uh, ultimately, it, it's a bit of a challenge. There are time demands and attention demands from each of those things. I'm fortunate in that the staff for the ARC and the uh, CID uh, are really top-flight professionals, and they don't need a lot of hand-holding. They need their chairman to do what chairmen do. Right. Uh, and I'm really blessed to have uh, a group of colleagues at Pope and Land that truly understand the value of all of that and uh, are not at all uh, shy or unwilling to let me devote time to those things because ultimately – in the long term, it makes our investments better. Right. And, and so how we met was through a, a communal combined interest in technology and right. transportation. And so talk, talk us through how, how that got your interest and, and how we've been able to collaborate to uh, get some early deployment of technology and transportation. Sure. Well, uh, as I said a little earlier, you can't just build your way through um, – the population growth and mobility needs that we're experiencing. Um, So uh, all of the mobility um, uh, attributes that are available to us and the new ones coming along are very, very important. And so a lot of it simply had to do with how do we give, make sure that our citizens have the mobility that they need. Uh, talking about the uh, the aging population, for example, uh, many, many, many people outlive their ability to drive. doesn't yeah. mean they're going to sit on the couch. They're still vibrant human beings. They just can't drive. Uh, so how do we deal with that? And so uh, not only the single occupant vehicle or the regular vehicle, the, the one drives on the highway, uh, to public transportation and transit, uh, to all the, the private sector uh, factors like Uber and Lyft, um, uh, all of those things need to be in the toolbox so that that our citizens have the mobility that they need. 
and and can do so uh, can move around to where they need to be either it's their, their work their play their doctor uh their their church whatever it might be people need to get around so um uh that's that's kind of what we we focus on is trying to bring all of the factors together and and weave that into a situation that makes sense yeah i mean we, we're seeing that in the the private sector the deployment sector that uh some aspects of what you're doing and the leadership that some of your uh, organizations are, are doing is is looking at making a real difference in pushing connected vehicles Absolutely. forward here, here in Georgia. Well, and if you can get the, the vehicles uh, playing safely together on the roads, and if they can be connected to the infrastructure through the traffic signals so that the system understands what's going on within it, uh, then there are dramatic improvements in a number of things. Certainly drive times uh, uh, are improved. Uh, the ability to give green lights to fire departments or police departments or ambulances is huge. The savings in time from dispatch to arrival uh, is significant and, and saves lives. Um, and, is, and it's also a capacity issue. Someday, if we get to a, 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 a autonomous vehicle uh, universe, you know, there have been studies done that said that if, if we could flip a switch right now and every vehicle could drive as it's driving now at traffic speed, but within two with two feet of separation on either side right. safely, we've got all the roads we need for the next 50 years. Right. You know, because you don't have to, uh, you can get more capacity on the highways if the vehicles can not collide yeah. <laughs> and operate uh, safely. So all of that comes to, in, into play, and the new technologies like your company is involved in um, are the leading edge of that. It, it gives what we have a whole new way to address the problems. It's certainly uh, that Atlanta uh, has attracted the attentions of the world, and uh, this global association of, of practitioners in the space, the 5GAA, has chosen to move their their next North American meeting in July from San Francisco uh, to Atlanta. So uh, how does it feel to have the eyes of the world on, on Atlanta uh, and coming it, to visit? It feels great. Uh, and, and it really establishes Georgia and in particular Metro Atlanta uh, as a place that gets it, it understands, and, and has chosen not to wait around and see what happens. Uh, we, we've, we've all... Uh, collectively and individually said, you know, we want to be a part of this. We see the value and the improvement. Let's gang up on this and tackle the problem. And uh, from what we can tell, we're really the only community of this magnitude in the world yeah. that has begun to address it collectively that way. And uh, and that's neat. I mean, uh, certainly it's, uh, it's fun to brag about. Uh, but it also, uh, we think, in the long term will bring uh, jobs and people with brains and new ideas and more innovation uh, into our economy as companies locate here and people see that, uh, that we have that attitude, that we're, we're, we're looking to the future, not to the past. Yeah, it's certainly great to be one of those companies that's uh, on this ride with, with you and, and other folks to either lead follow or get out the way That's right. you know, you know we're just true. focused on getting it done so well thank thank you kerry and thanks for everybody out there for listening to travel safely brought to you by applied information today we've been talking about transportation technology and how it be, can be used to solve some of the traffic problems in major metropolitan areas like atlanta region our guest today has been kerry armstrong from pope and land 
Chairman of the Lanter Regional Commission and Chairman of the North Fulton Community Improvement District. Kerry, thanks for, for being on the show. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. All right. Until next time, this is Brian Mulligan signing off from Business Radio X and travel safely. Thank you.